Blog Talk Radio. Saturday at the 1 o'clock hour, and you're listening to Global Gospel with your host, Reverend Lamar Townsend. Stay tuned. Everybody to be encouraged on this Saturday afternoon that no matter what you're going through, that God is able to work it out and in your favor. Know that weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Once again, this is your host, Reverend Lamar Townsend, and you're listening to Global Gospel. It is Saturday at the 1 o'clock hour. We are here every Saturday from 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. So you can tell your family, tell your friends. To listen in at www.blogtalkradio.com backslash global hyphen gospel. That's blogtalkradio.com, and we are, we are listed under Global Gospel. You can like us on Facebook, Global Gospel, Instagram, Global Gospel, Twitter, Global Gospel. So like us, share us. If you would like to email us, you can email us at globalgospel17 at gmail.com. 
If you would like to write us, you can write us at P.O. Box 5331. That is Hempstead, New York, and the zip is 11550. Once again, this Saturday is the first Saturday in June 2018, and we are halfway through the year of 2018, and God has certainly been good to us. He has been merciful. He has been kind, and we may have had some um, some bad experiences, but God is still good, and God is still faithful, and God is still just, and and we we submit to God's sovereignty because God is sovereign, and he does whatever he wants, how he wants, when he wants, and we can question God about what he does, but it does not mean we will get an answer. Um, our theme here at Global Gospel comes from Second Corinthians 4 and 3, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them at loss. And we also, um, the Bible also says in Matthew 24 and 14, and if this and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for witness unto all nations, and then the end shall come. So we want to make sure the gospel is out there for people, to the believer, to the unbeliever. The gospel is good news and glad tidings. And certainly in a day and time like this, we need good news because all you have to do is turn on the news, look around the corner, um, call a neighbor, call a friend, and certainly you can hear bad news. Um, so we just thank everyone, um, all our listeners that are listening in from the north, the south, the east, the west, um, from the United States, from Canada um, to Norway. Um, we are grateful that you're listening in, and we just want you um, to continue to uh, spread the news, spread the gospel. Um, and we, uh, we're we here with good gospel music, and today we're going to be, um, when I come back, we're going to be talking about um, character assassins. And we know that many times the devil tries to assassinate our character, but um, God sees all and he knows all. And um, He, God will always get the glory out of our life. And um, we just want you to continue to listen to this good gospel music. And I'll be back soon. You, you can call us here in the studio at 619-924-0800. That's 619-924-0800. If you want to shout us out, shout out to church. Um, let us know where you're calling from. If you have a request, let us know.
That was James Hall, Gain the World. You can have this whole world. Um, you can have fortune or fame. You can have worldly acclaim, but I'll take Jesus for mine. And certainly I'd rather have Jesus, the songwriter said, than silver and gold. And certainly at the end of the day, we all need Jesus because Jesus Christ is the answer for the world today. Above him, there is no other. Jesus is the way. I want to talk today about character assassination. And um, there's so many people today um, talking about each other, but we have to be uh, careful that when we talk about people that we have the full story and not just be blabbing and running off at the mouth about things that we don't know. Certainly we can do. Um, growing up, there was a saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me, which is not true because words, um, somebody said they form things, so words certainly can hurt people and assassinate people's character. It can um, change another person's viewpoint of you as well. Um, Wikipedia describes character assassination as a deliberate and sustained process that destroys the credibility and reputation of a person, institution, organization, social group, or nation. Agents of character assassinations employ a mix of open and covert methods to achieve their goals, such as raising false accusations, planting and fostering rumors, and manipulating information. Character assassination is an attempt to tarnish a person's reputation. It may involve exaggeration, misleading half-truths, or manipulation of facts to present an untrue picture of the targeted person. It is a form of defamation and can be a form of argument. For living individuals targeted by character assassination attempts, this may result in being rejected by their community, family, or members of their living or working environment. Such acts are often difficult to reverse or rectify, and the process is likened to literal assassination of a human life. The damage sustained can last a lifetime or for historical figures for many centuries after their death. That was um, Wikipedia's definition of character assassination. I'd like to read a passage of scripture. I'm reading from the Life Application Study Bible, the New International Version. So it reads a little different than our um, traditional King James Version. And um, there's all uh, forms of uh, the Bible to make it easy for people to understand. Genesis chapter 29 verse 1 through 13, and it reads, Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. Potiphar, an Egyptian who was one of the Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him there. The Lord was with Joseph, and he prospered, and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. When his master saw that the Lord was with him, and the Lord gave him success in everything he did, Joseph found favor in his eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household and he entrusted to his care everything he owned. From the time he put him in charge of his household and of all that he owned, the Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian because of Joseph. The blessing of the Lord was on everything Potiphar had, both in the house and in the field. So he left in Joseph's care everything he had. With Joseph in charge, he did not concern himself with anything except the food he ate. Now Joseph was well built and handsome, and after a while his master's wife took notice of Joseph and said, Come to bed with me. But he refused. With me in charge, he told her, my master does not concern himself with anything in the house. Everything he owns he has entrusted to my care. No one is greater in this house than I am. My master has withheld nothing from me except you, because you are his wife. How then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? And though she spoke to Joseph day after day, he refused to go to bed with her or even 
be with her. One day he went to the house to attend to his duties, and none of the household servants was inside. She caught him by his cloak and said, Come to bed with me. But he left his cloak in her hand and ran out the house. When she saw that he had left his cloak in her hand and had run out of the house, he called her, her household servants. Look, she said to them, This Hebrew has been brought to us to make sport of us. He came in there to sleep with me, but I screamed. When he heard me scream for help, he left his cloak beside me and ran out of the house. That was Genesis 39, verse 1 through 3. And it tells the story of Joseph and Potiphar. Um, I just want to um, want you to let that um, sink, sink in, that story. And we're going to listen to some music, and I'll be back to elaborate more about character assassination. And, and in a day um, and time like this, we need to definitely be mindful of the stories we hear and our perceptions of other people and how we feel about what we hear and what we repeat that we hear. And um, sometimes we just need to wait on God to see what God has to say about the situation. We need to pray about the situation instead of casting judgment. Listen in, and we'll be back. Come on. You've got to learn how to wait. I don't mind waiting. I don't mind waiting. I don't mind waiting. Hold you long. time like today, so many people are being brought down, powerful men and women in leadership. No one exempt from having their character assassinated. No one is exempt from having their reputation ruined. No one is, is exempt from losing wealth and social status. On the front line of today's media and the, is the many faces of men and women who are the victims and victimizers of compromising situations. They are the victims of law enforcement. They are the victims of extremely, an extremely harsh judicial system. They are victims because the laws of the land have failed them. It is so easy to be a target in this age of corruption, in this perilous time. But no one today, as the hymn writer said, in times like these, we need an anchor. So be sure your anchor holds and grips the solid rock. This rock is Jesus He's the one. In times like these, we need our Bible. There's so many things that we need in this age to make it through the day. 1 Peter 5 and 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Luke 22 and 31 says, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen the brethren. Revelation 12 and 10. I'm giving you scripture here because scripture, you can't dispute scripture. This is not my opinion, but this is scripture. Revelation 12 and 10. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength 
and the kingdom of God and the power of Christ. For the accuser of the brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. The Bible, John the Revelator, describes Satan or the devil as an accuser of the brethren. Know that the devil is out to accuse you. Guess what? Someone will believe those false accusations. But if I were you today, I'd stand against the wiles of the devil and serve notice to the devil that he is already defeated. I would let the devil know that a liar will not tarry in the sight of God. You ought to let the devil know that concerning all evil, Romans 16 and 20 states that the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet. Let Satan know that today the Lord rebukes him. Many have gone to prison for murder, for robbery, for rape. Some have even died in electric chairs and gas chambers, and some have been hanged over the years. Some have died in the crossfire or in a drive-by shooting. They have been a victim of a circumstance or their surrounding. But there is something today, and I, I'm, I'm, I watch it on TV all the time, different crime shows, and it's called forensics. And there's something today called DNA. There is something called investigation. There is something called appeals. And all these things work together. Many now are being freed from prison and uh, being cleared of their uh, criminal record. And after some of them have spent a lifetime in jail, 10, 20, 30 years, and it seems almost un unthinkable to spend that long uh, being punished for something that you did not do. But the evidence now shows, thanks to uh, man's wisdom and, and to study, that they are not guilty. In the scripture that I have read, we find Joseph, Joseph the 11th son of Japheth. The Bible lets us know that he was favored by his father. He had a coat or garment of many colors. Joseph was a dreamer, and not only was he a dreamer, but we find out later in Scripture that he also was an interpreter of dreams. But it's a long story, but a long story short, Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told his brethren, and he told his parents, and somehow the telling or sharing of the dream caused a great conflict in his life. So we need to be careful who we share our dreams with, who we share our thoughts with, because everybody isn't happy about your dream. There are some dream killers out there and some dream assassins and character assassins. So be careful who you share your dream with. Although at a quick glance it appears that the dream was distorted, the listeners of his dream understood it perfectly, that they would actually one day have to be in subjection to Joseph. People don't want to follow good leadership. They don't want to follow godly leadership. They don't want to hear the truth. They don't want to be ruled or governed by the truth. They don't want to be ruled by godly men and women, but they want to uh, follow after their own heart's desires, after their own lust, after their own flesh, and they just want to be disorderly and out of conduct. But God's word is true his promises are yea and amen, and if he speaks it, it shall come to pass. For God is not a man that he should lie, neither is he the son of man that he should repent. Jealousy sets in with his brethren. And jealousy is a terrible thing, for the Bible declares it is as cruel as the grave. Jeremiah says that the heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it but God? Jealousy brings on other things. It brings on envy. It brings on strife. It brings on lust. It brings on temptation. It brings on sin. It brings on murder. It brings on iniquity in the hearts of men. His brothers, his blood brothers, his family, his bloodline, they conspired to kill Joseph. But Reuben, his brother, said, let's not kill him. Let us throw him in the ditch. Then his brother Judah said, well, if we sell him into slavery, we can make a profit. So they took their, their, this uh, brother um, and his, they took his beloved and distinguished coat of many colors and they sold him into slavery. I came on this Saturday afternoon to let someone know that you have, may have been left for dead. You may have been stripped of clothes and title and money and and cars and homes, but be not weary 
and well-doing, for you shall reap if you faint not. Uh, you had a dream one day, but hold on to your dream. Hold fast to the pres- profession of your faith without wavering. I'm reminded in school I, uh, we, we learned a poem that was written by Langston Hughes, and the title of his, ho- his poem was What Happens to a Dream Deferred. And the, the way it goes, what happens to a dream deferred? Does it dry up like a raisin in the sun? Or does or fester like a sore and then run? Does it stink like rotten meat or crust and sugar over like a syrupy sweet? Maybe it just sags like a heavy load. Or does it explode? That was the question that Langston Hughes, a uh, great writer, uh, asked about a dream. But I came to let you know that uh, those of you that have been dreaming and have had plans and visions for your life, that your dream will explode, and not necessarily in a bad way, but in a good way. Joseph ended up in slavery, and then he he ended up in Potiphar's house, and um, Potiphar's wife, as I read, lusted after Joseph. She tried, tried to get him to lay down with her. But Joseph's faithfulness to God, his faithfulness to Potiphar, and all his blessings would not let him give in to a compromising situation. So what did Joseph do? Joseph had to flee, and she caught a hold of his coat. Now, mind you, Joseph had already had a coat of many colors that his father had made for him, and his brothers despised that. So the brother stripped him of that and uh, let the father think that he was dead. And now here Joseph is. He thought he had escaped the perils of of his past and and jealousy and hatred. But now here he is with his, his boss and his wife, and he once again loses his coat. And sometimes in life it seems like we're in a vicious cycle of losing the same things over and over again. But just know on today that no matter what you lose and you lost it again and again, that God will show himself up in your life. That don't be concerned about what you lost because certainly God will give you victory. He will give you favor and God will restore to you everything that you lost. And it looked like, it looked like to people and to the, on the outside, it looked like to Potiphar's, uh, uh, to Potiphar that his wife was a victim. Um, but really, uh, his, his, his wife was not the victim. She was the one that caused the pain, and Potiphar went along with it. And the Bible tells us not to be partakers in other men's sins. When, you, we, when we know that uh, or have an inkling that somebody is telling a lie, we don't need to go along with the lie because if we go along with the guy, lie, we are as, just as guilty as the person that told the lie. And you can act a lie as well as telling a lie. And some people are good actors. They just act lies day and night and day and night, and they act so much until they themselves, it, it seems like you wonder, do they know the truth themselves? But it looked like uh, that Joseph had raped his master's wife. So what happens to Joseph? He now ends up in jail. False accusations, false arrests, character assassination. And I can imagine in this day and time he would have been labeled as a sex offender and he would have had to register in his community and the neighbors would have had to know who he was. But God allowed Joseph while he was down in prison in the dungeon in some inhumane conditions to meet uh, the he allowed uh, the cupbearer that was in jail to have a dream. He allowed the baker that was in jail to have a dream. And then he allowed Pharaoh to have a dream. And the, although the, um, the, the, the cupbearer and the, and the um, baker forgot about Joseph for a while, we know that Jesus remembers when others forget. God always remembers that we know that we are always on the mind of God. And Joseph's gift of interpretation actually got him out of jail. So I came to let somebody know that your, your dream is connected to somebody else's dream. I came to let you know that your gift will make room for you. Joseph now becomes, he gets out of jail, and he becomes second in command 
to Pharaoh. And that's not where the story ends, but I'll just put a pin in it for today. And all you need to know is that your character may have been under attack, although you were lied on and mistreated, although you were in the pit and in prison. Somebody said you can go from the pit to the palace. Although there was a great conspiracy to take you out, God knows your character. He knows your faithfulness, and he is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we can ask or think according to his power that works within us. Character assassins will come and go, but know who you are in God. Rejoice in the God of your salvation. Rejoice in the God of your deliverance. Rejoice in the Lord always. He is the God of your healing, so rejoice in him. Be encouraged on today. Stand on God's word. Stand on his promise. Uh, Know that no matter who it was that tried to harm you, if it was your family that tried to do you in, your co-workers that may have tried to do you in, but your best friend, but God will rescue you at the appointed time, and he will deliver you from all evil. 2 Timothy 4 and 18 says, And the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work and will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Certainly, we talk today about character assassins, and people will try to uh, destroy your character. They will try to destroy your livelihood. But the psalm writer declared that he will deliver thee deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and the noisome pestilence. And I'm, I'm reminded of this song by the Williams Brothers. I want you to listen in. It simply says, I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody. And people will take you as a nobody, but even in your feeling of a nobody, that you are somebody, you are God, a child of God. You are a child of the King, and God has purpose for your life. And he said, because of the way I am, no money, no fancy clothes, fine homes and cars, a lot of people consider me as nothing and say I don't know what I'm talking about. But there's one thing that he said that really touched my heart and stayed on my mind. When that old man looked up and said, I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody. Who can save anybody? He said, I'm just a nobody Trying to tell everybody About somebody Who can save anybody And he said, I've had so many problems in my life That I just couldn't deal with So I started drinking thought it would help ease my pain, but things got worse, so I said, Lord, I give up, I'm in your hands, and that's when my life began to change, but these people think I'm just a nobody, trying to tell everybody about somebody who can say Anybody I'm just a nobody Trying to tell everybody About somebody Who can save anybody And he said On the street day and night That's my life That's my home Ain't got nowhere else I can go So I just Walk the streets Telling the people about Jesus From corner to corner From door to door But they all make fun of me And say I'm a nobody Trying to tell everybody About somebody Who can save anybody Tell everybody about somebody who can save anybody. Tell you he can.
may make you a promise and their words end up failing you. But how many y'all know we serve a great big God? The way he speaks, you can count on it because he'll do just what he said. Come on here. to take him at his word. 
Uh, thank God for that song because that is encouragement for all of us today. No matter what other people say, God said it, and God said that we would prosper and be in health even as our soul prosper. And Dolly Parton told, told that song about her coat of many colors, and while she was just a true story about her, while she was just that little country girl and had nothing and stuff, everybody knows who Dolly Parton is today and she has a, a success story and anybody that's successful you check their background they are connected to god in some type of way and she grew up in the church and people people will when you're destined for greatness people will ostracize you and criticize you and and they'll think nothing of you oh that person's never gonna be um anything but certainly god always has a plan to give us an expected and and because of who because of who god is that's why we give him glory. We give him honor and praise for great is the Lord and he is greatly to be praised. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Thank you, Jesus. God is everything. He's our all in all. And we just want to focus our mind as we prepare to pray. All of our listeners out there, you once again, you're listening to Global Gospel. I'm your host, Reverend Lamar Townsend. We're on every Saturday from 1 to 2. We have about 10 minutes left. I'm just going to pray. Focus on everything that you're thankful for. Focus on everything that you're grateful for. Focus on everything that God has done for you, all that he's doing. Focus on the things that you believe God to do in your life that he's going to do in your future because he is a faithful God and approach it in your heart, in your mind, and get it in your spirit and incorporate it into your prayer life. Let us pray. Gracious, eternal God, our Father, we thank you for your love and kindness. We thank you for your tender mercy. We thank you for another day that we have never seen. We thank you, O oh God, for life, health, and strength. God, we thank you for all that you are. We we come now approaching your throne of grace because you said that we could cast all our cares on you because you care for us. You said that you are touched by the feeling of our infirmities, God. God, you said that the prayer of faith should heal the sick and, and it would forgive our sins, God. And today we're asking that you do touch, heal, deliver, save, and set free, God. Everyone that is listening today, everyone that has a praying heart and have a praying spirit, we have all requests. Uh, you said make our requests known unto you, and God, we're making our requests known unto you that somebody has financial situations, somebody has housing situation, somebody has transportation situation. But God, we know that you can work it out for um, our good and for your glory. Because you can do exceedingly and abundantly above all we can ask or think. God, we thank you for sending your son, Jesus, that we might have a right to the tree of life. We thank you today that healing is the children's bread, that you heal all manner of diseases. We thank you that there is 
nothing too hard for you, that you can do all things but fail, that you do all things well. And God, we believe that you can uh, bless us in the city, you can bless us in the field, you can bless our going in, and you can bless us coming out. God, we thank you and we praise you, for your name is great and greatly to be praised. You are our, our Savior, you are a healer, you are a deliverer, you are our soon coming King. And God, if we fail to ask anything on today, please don't fail to grant it. This is our prayer. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Worship God because of who He is. Because of who He is, we give Him glory, we give Him honor, we give Him praise. Um, we have about seven minutes. Um, once again, you're listening to Global Gospel with your host, Reverend Lamar Townsend. Tell a neighbor, tell a friend, like us on Facebook. All our shows are archived. So immediately after this, if you have, um, if you missed perhaps the first part of the show, you can log into www.blogtalkradio.com backslash global gospel, and you can listen in to the beginning of the show. You can listen to our all our previously archived shows. This is um, show number twelve. Thank God, it doesn't seem like twelve uh, episodes, but for the past twelve weeks. Uh, you've been listening to Global Gospel. Um, there's a song. A question comes, are you ready? James Champion asked this question. We have about six minutes left. Listening to this song, are you ready? It's a valid question at a day and time like this because so we don't, we've heard it before, but certainly Jesus is uh, soon to come. And people, it seems like every time we turn around, somebody else has um, left this life. But uh, we have to be prepared whenever Jesus comes. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Oh, now, it may be morning, night or noon, I don't know. But it's gonna be soon Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? And oh, oh, oh when we all get to heaven That's the day when we'll be shouting Oh, that's the day when That we're gonna be so glad Oh, we were ready Savior of everything 
I like that. Are you ready? A valid question that we all have to ask ourselves sometime. Well, once again, we have come to the close of the 1 o'clock hour, and you've been listening to Global Gospel. I am your host, Reverend Lamar Townsend. You can listen to us every Saturday. Uh, Tell your friends. Log on to blogtalkradio.com backslash global gospel. Let me leave you with this as you go through the week, next week, um, go through the rest of the day, that whatever you need, God has it. Uh, It's in the room. It's in my room. It's in your room. It's in the church. Wherever you are, wherever God is, you can get what you need. Once again, you've been listening to Global Gospel. God hears you, and he knows just what you need. slots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time (gasps) no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.